Odin was a warrior from the land of the midnight sun. With a Thompson gun for hire, fighting to be done. The deal was made in Denmark on a dark and stormy day. So he set out for Biafra to join the bloody fray. Hi folks, Bob Main here with another episode of the Handgun World Podcast. I carry a gun because I can't carry a cop. Welcome to episode number 498. And this is March 1st, 2020. Well, March is already here. And one month from today, April 1st, I am going to publish my 500th episode. And I got some special stuff coming up. I've already recorded one interview with Glenn Tate. I've got about another five or six interviews. Um, The guest lineup that I plan on having, if everything goes well, I'm going to have Lloyd Bailey from Armed Lutheran Radio joining me for that episode. I'm going to have Dr. John Dean. He's always got some good things to say. I, I couldn't do episode 500 if I didn't have Ben Branham from the Modern Self-Protection. So he'll be one of my guests. I'm also going to, hopefully uh, tonight, I'll be recording an interview with Steve Zofi, formerly of the Power Factor Show, a USPSA master class shooter. And uh, now I believe is heavily involved in the shotgun competition sports. We'll find out more about what he's doing. Uh, Find out about that tonight. That'll also publish on April 1st. I'm going to have John Payne from Suarez International joining me for episode 500 as well. It's a big lineup. Uh, Possibly Spencer Keepers if our schedules can can coincide. Uh, the hardest part is getting everybody scheduled. We're all such busy people getting them scheduled and things like that and then actually getting the interviews done. It's going to be a star-studded affair. I might have one or two other people and uh, prepare for a long show folks. Probably about a two and a half hour uh, show. Uh, normally as you know my podcasts are 45 minutes to an hour but because it's my 500th episode Prepare for a big one. Uh, I, I really enjoyed the uh, interview the other night with Glenn Tate. Glenn Tate's the host of Prepping 2.0 podcast. He's also, if you recall, the author of the fabulous book series, 299 Days. Wait till you hear Glenn talk about how many copies of 299 Days that have been sold. Um, it's, it's really getting people's attention. And uh, I'm going to be a guest on his podcast in April, uh, his Prepping 2.0 podcast. So I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be good, episode 500. You know, I've been doing this podcast 10 and a half years now. I'm at episode 498. I, I just can't believe it. I, I can't believe I'm closing in on 500 episodes, which will come out April 1st. And that's no April Fool's joke. And uh, it's just, it's amazing to me. 5,200,000 downloads. And I just, I never thought it it would come to this. I I really never did. Um, When I started, I just felt like I had something to say about firearms and concealed carry. And there were other podcasts out there that were very good. And I got to give some thanks right now. I'll expand on this. 
in episode 500, but I got to give some thanks to my earliest listeners, those who started tuning in to me from the very first episodes that I published um, back in 2009, August of 2009. Uh, a very special thank you to the Gun Rights Radio Network, which doesn't exist anymore, but Mark Vanderberg put me on that network and it really launched my show and helped me uh, achieve and get, get start achieving and get to where I am today. Had it not been for the Gun Rights Radio Network, um, perhaps this wouldn't have all happened as much as it did. Mark Vanderberg, awesome. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, I got more to say about you and about your former network and everything coming up in episode 500, so I'll save it for that. So this episode, I want to talk about a minimalist pocket dump. You know, so much is made about concealed carry. And so much is talked about concealed carry of firearms. But I want to talk about what do you carry on your person. People have talked about this before, but take an inventory. What, what do you carry on your body, on your person, in your pockets? So I'm going to talk about a minimalist pocket slash waistband dump. In other words, I came home from church today. This is Sunday, March 1st. Came home from church, changed clothes, and started taking things off my waist and out of my pocket. And I thought, hey, this, this would be a good, good topic for a show because I think it's, it's a minimalist, I think, of what everybody should carry. It's the bare minimum. Let me remind you, this show is sponsored by Concealment Solutions. And I'll, and I'll talk about concealment solutions and what was on my waistband coming up real soon. But makers of fantastic Kydex holsters and also uh, some hybrid style holsters. Jason Christensen at Concealment Solutions has been a sponsor many years. I, I use his, his products almost exclusively. Only when I appendix carry do I use something else and then I use one of Spencer Keeper's holsters. I own two of his. But Concealment Solutions, fabulous products. I absolutely love the Cobra Outside the Waistband holsters because they're outside the waistband holsters that conceal like an inside the waistband holster. Check them out at concealmentsolutions.com. That's concealmentsolutions.com. And you can get a discount because you are a Handgun World podcast listener. When you check out, just use the coupon code HANDGUNWORLD. And that's all one word, Handgun World, at checkout, and you get a 10% discount at ConcealmentSolutions.com. So let me get right into this, and let me talk about my minimalist concealed carry uh, setup and why you should do this. Let me go through what I have, and then I'm going to explain why, in my opinion. Anyway, most of you know I'm the, I'm the prepper type. I'm not a tinfoil hat prepper. I don't go tinfoil hat on you. Back when I used to do today's survival show, I talked all about prepping. And I always said that, that I'm not an extremist. I'm a common sense prepper. Very common sense. Pretty much like this Handgun World podcast. Uh, I'm a practical guy. I keep things on a practical level and, and I don't go wacko on you. But I think this is what everybody, now I'm going to talk from a guy's perspective, but a lot of women can carry this kind of stuff that I'm talking about as well and uh, women have other needs and stuff which I'm not going to try to talk about because I don't know anything about that but I am going to talk about what I carry and see if it relates to you some of this might relate to you some of it might not 
Okay, everybody's wondering. First, let's start with the gun. Obviously, there's always a gun on me. Always. Anything from a small pocket 380 to what I had on today at church, a SIG P365, oftentimes a Glock 19, a Glock 43X, a Glock 48, a Smith & Wesson M&P 2.09 millimeter compact. Lately, a lot, it's been the, the SIG P365, uh, carried in a Cobra outside the waistband holster. Concealment Solutions Cobra Compact, terrific holster. The combination of the P365 and the Cobra by Concealment Solutions, man, it's a really awesome combination. I mean, it conceals so well. There's no need for me to carry this gun inside the waistband, not appendix or even strong side hip. There's no reason because the Cobra is such an awesome concealed carry holster and it's so fast and it's so easy to draw from this holster. It's so fast and so quick and it's so comfortable to carry that I can be just as fast with this as I can from the appendix carry position. So, you know, when it comes to speed and things like that and efficiency, to me, that, that's very big in my book. Because you have, to, you have to carry on your body what you feel like you're going to be using and what you feel like you're going to be good at using if that terrible time comes and you have to use it. So that pretty much covers the gun. And as a matter of fact, I'll be coming back to that a little bit later. But here's what else I carry. Um, just dropped it when I picked it up to look at it. <laughs> but anyway, a uh, Surefire flashlight a surefire backup flashlight and i love it it's called the backup it's a surefire it's my absolute favorite flashlight i do have a streamlight um a streamlight tack i think it's a tack pro 2l something like that or tack pro 1l that's my backup flashlight you gotta have a flashlight you know what out of all the things i carry i use my flashlight the most there's all kinds of reasons why i i need a flashlight yes it can be used in self-defense it's not a bad little self-defense flashlight i mean it's bright enough it's got enough lumens i think 220 or something like that 240 i mean yeah there are brighter flashlights than this but if i've got a stick of a high-powered light or if I got to if I just got to shine somebody with a flashlight right in their face to get their attention or, or to make them stop for a second or two what they're doing uh, this will do the job but mostly utility this has a lot of great utility purposes I mean looking for things looking for things in dark spaces even in my truck even in my uh, my Toyota 4Runner you know it's got a black interior so sometimes it's kind of hard to see things in there and I, I can use this light to find just about anything I want in there there's just so many things around the house where I, I need a flashlight I mean the more I use it the more I realize I gotta have it and it's just it's it's not a good day if I don't have my flashlight on me um, the only criticism I'll have about this surefire is it uh, it chews up batteries a lot I mean it really goes through batteries but that's okay batteries are cheap stock up on them I stock up on them um, I use the Surefire batteries, but there's there's a lot of them out there. I just happened to get a deal on the Surefires, but this one, uh, the these are the 123As, three volt batteries, and uh, they're great. So this this light, it, it's a must have. I mean, it really is. Uh, if you don't have a flashlight, carry a flashlight. I mean, figure out a way to carry a flashlight, even if you just have a keychain flashlight. You know, I've always got my keys on me, obviously, and I, I have my keys clipped. I have my keys clipped to my belt loop. 
So I've got a real nice clip on my keychain, and I got a clip to my belt loop all the time. And even if you have to just carry a little little flashlight on your keychain, uh, do that. It's not ideal. It's not ideal because then you got to unclip, or you got to get your keys if if you're a female and you're carrying in your purse. Got to get your key chain out of your purse to get to that flashlight, or if you're a guy and got a clip to your belt or in your pocket, it's not ideal. But it's better than not having any flashlight at all. So basically, I got two lights on me, and it's so important, so many utility purposes. I'll come back to that. I might have a little bit more to say about that next. A Benchmade. Benchmade knife, folding knife. Yes, Benchmade. I don't care about the recent controversy with Benchmade recently. I don't care about that. I don't care about that. Can I say it again? I don't care about the controversy that was surrounding Benchmade a while back. If You know what? If a product is good, if a product is useful, if a product serves me, I don't care about the company's politics. Now, I know that some of you might disagree with me. I've heard people say, I'll never choose such and such handgun because of what they did or what they supported or what they didn't support, blah, 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 blah. You know, if something works for you and you can carry it, you can afford it, you can budget for it, you know, I say forget about all that stuff. You know, if you want to if you want to differ with a with a product manufacturer's politics, then get involved in the opposition. Get involved as an activist or a financial supporter in the opposition of of that product manufacturer's political stance. So I love this Mel Pardue folding knife. Uh, it's the Benchmade Mel Pardue version. Uh, awesome. I'll put a picture. Actually, if you follow me on Facebook, you'll see a picture of everything from my minimalist. Again, this is minimalist. I think this is bare, bare bone stuff What you should have. You should have more than what I carried. And I'm going to talk about that towards the end of this episode. But this is minimalist. Uh, one thing I like about this uh, this Benchmade knife, it, it rarely needs sharpening. And I use it a lot. Uh, it's a tool steel blade and it... And it really holds an edge for for a long time. And, and I really like the unlock button. I just kind of pull back on this button and just kind of flick it with my wrist. And it, it just comes right open. I mean, it's great. Just like that. Boom. And it's open and it's locked. And uh, if I got to do that in self-defense, I can do that quickly if I'm going to use this. But most of, mostly utility purposes. Again, there's so many utility purposes for just a good quality knife and uh, the other knife i sometimes carry is an sog vulcan and it's also a fantastic knife that a little bit bigger and heavier than my benchmade but same thing it's got it's got a really nice unlock button and it's also got uh it's got a little thing on the back of it i don't know what you call it a little flange or whatever and i can use my index finger to help flick it open as well. Neither of these are spring assisted, but they're so smooth they don't need to be spring assisted. This Vulcan, I remember I bought this thing uh, several years ago when I was up in uh, at Fort Discovery, up in uh, Western Washington, and Ben Branham and I were teaching Beyond Concealed Carry up there with Glenn Tate, and and uh, they had they had this in the shop, and I just I had to have it. It was a it was a fantastic price, and this these this SOG SOG makes great knives. This uh, the grip on this Vulcan is just fantastic. Same with the grip on the Benchmade. One of the things I really like about this Benchmade is the grip, the grip on this thing. I mean, it just you can't. It's not going to come out of your hands, and I think that's very important with a knife 
especially if you're going to be using this in self-defense. It's got to it's got to have a good grip. I think the SOG has the best grip of all uh, of the two anyway, the, the the two that I have. And I tr you know what? If I had to defend myself with this, I mean, I, I would be a-okay with it because it's just a fantastic knife. And I'll put a picture of this as well uh, on Facebook is where I'm going to put it. So follow me. If you don't follow Handgun World Podcast on Facebook or Bob Main on Facebook, uh, do that and you'll see a picture. So many reasons to have a, a good pocket knife. Some people like to like to carry a fixed blade knife. I've got two nice small fixed blade knives that Eric Fritz made for me. Eric, if you're listening, shout out. Eric Fritz is one of the best knife makers in the world. I'll put a link to his stuff. And a long time ago, uh, I met Eric here in San Antonio at a, at a knife show. And uh, he made a couple of fixed blade knives with some nice kydex sheaths and occasionally i carry one of those as well uh and they're super sharp and they're just they're great it, so so either have a good little tiny fixed blade knife on you um when i carry a fixed blade i carry it horizontally on the opposite side of where i carry my spare magazines and uh it's it's great, easy for me to access it there, even if I have to access it with my left hand. If I got to draw that fixed blade knife with my left hand, and that's one one advantage right there, folks. How many of you listening to this carry a fixed blade knife? If you do, one of the advantages, especially if you carry it up front, see if I'm a, carry it horizontally in a nice sheath and carry it up in the front of your body, because you can you can get it out easily. You can draw it with either your left hand or your right hand. When it's in the front of your body. Same thing when you're appendix carrying a handgun. That's one of the advantages. It's easy to draw with your right hand or your left hand. And and that's important. That's important. So that's how I carry a uh, an Eric Fritz fixed blade knife. If, if I'm going to do that. If I'm going to carry that. Of course, I always got my iPhone. My iPhone 8 Plus. By the way, you know what? <laughs> the 8 Plus, I think, is a fantastic iPhone. Uh, yeah, I know they're old. When did they come out? Four or five years ago, something like that. I think four years ago. Uh, so much better and more cool iPhones, right? The, the new iPhone 11s and the XRs and the iPhone 10s or X Max or whatever. Hey, this 8 Plus gets the job done and it's reliable. I'm still kind of old fashioned. I like the home button. <laughs> on an iPhone. But I remember old uh, Chaz, Chaz from the Road Gunner podcast always said, make sure you carry a loaded cell phone all the time. Yes. So I always have a loaded cell phone. Always, always, always have a loaded cell phone. And there's so many reasons to always have your cell phone on you. Sometimes you got to capture very important video. Sometimes you just, it, it, you know what? You got to be the first one to 911. You got to be first person to call 911. And I always carry my iPhone, my left hip pocket, left hip pocket. You know why I always carry it there? Because if I draw my gun, I'm going to be drawing my gun. 90% chance I'm going to be drawing my gun with my right hand. So I need my left hand free to get to the phone quickly to get the phone out of my pocket and call 911. So if, you, if you're a right-hander like me and you're shooting with your right hand, keep your phone on your left side. If you're a left-hander shooting with your left hand, keep your phone on your right 
side because you want to use that hand to call 911 because you might have your gun in your what some people say strong hand so always got that always have my wallet with a significant amount of cash in it I am not gonna say how much I'm just gonna say it's it's significant it, it's it, it's more than 20 or 30 bucks <laughs> okay a lot of people only have 20 or 30 dollars in their in their wallet come on or in their purse you gotta have more net I'm gonna explain why some people have no cash they have only cards uh, that's I think that's that's not smart hey cash can get you out of a lot of jams cash is king cash is king I mean you might see a really good deal on something and if you offer the seller cash you get a better deal okay um, especially if it's a private seller or, or you're doing business with somebody one-on-one -on -one. Uh, chances are they may not be able to take your debit card or your credit card uh, if you're in an emergency situation you know your, your your car breaks down you got somebody in trouble or or something happens to you while you're walking around or while you're riding your bike or riding your motorcycle or whatever the, in the world that you're doing sometimes if you can yank a hundred bucks out of your cat out of your pocket in cash you'd be amazed that hundred dollars will be a lot more motivating to somebody than if you pull out your debit card and when I say motivating I mean get them to do something maybe to help you or to pay for something that you got to pay for really quick maybe you got to overpay but you know what uh, if, if you got to pull a hundred bucks out of your out of your wallet to pay for something do that do that people say well Bob you know what isn't that kind of risky carrying carrying you know cash with you yeah yeah it's more risky carrying cash with me I guess than it is having only my debit card no credit cards no credit cards I'll say that again no credit cards yeah it's it's more risky uh, so let me say this I'm I'm always armed so if you're gonna try to get my cash from me uh, I'm gonna be a much harder target than someone who's not armed but but still I you know I've set myself my finances up to where I can afford it I can afford it I can afford if I lost the cash in my wallet it's it's not gonna send me into bankruptcy it's not even gonna cause me to to miss paying a bill okay that's that's part of your that that's a very essential preparation folks you got to be prepared if you carry a gun you believe in being prepared it's that simple right isn't it would you agree it's that simple if you carry a gun you believe in being prepared if you believe in being prepared you got your finances in order in case the stink hits the fan you got to be able to pay for stuff even if you have all the preparations in the world all the food all the water all the communications all the tools all the supplies and everything you still ha are gonna have to at some point you're gonna have to be able to pay for stuff you know we got the coronavirus going on right now uh, I don't think the coronavirus is gonna be as bad as the media is making it sound now, I could be wrong I could be wrong I've been assessing threats for a long time and if you just roll the tapes back and go back through history even in the last 10 years while I've been podcasting uh, 10 and a half years to be exact and you, and you look at all the threats most of them have not been as big as the media and the politicians make it sound it's not been as bad it's not been been the big huge stink hit the fan event 
I've had a lot more stink hit the fan events happen to me than viruses and weather events. I mean, I've had cancer. I, I, I've had a wife that, uh, that was diagnosed with a terminal illness and, and died four years later. I mean, those are big stick, stink hit the fan events. Are they not? Thank, thankfully, I haven't lost a job in 20 years. But that happens to a lot of people. So they have medical tragedies or they have employment tragedies or something happens to a family member. Those things are a lot more common than, than, a, than a pandemic virus. And, you know, if you look at the number of people right now so far that have died from the coronavirus and then you compare that to the number of people that have passed away in car accidents or heart disease or metabolic disease, it's that the, the coronavirus is very small. So think about now. I'm not saying that we should take this lightly. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that we should take this lightly. You know, so I'm, I'm preparing for it. I'm just saying that finance, finances has got to be part of your basic preps. And if you're upside down on everything and if you're way in debt and, and if you can't come up with if you can't come up with a thousand dollars cash to pay for an emergency folks please fix that problem please fix that problem i mean almost anybody should be able to come up with a thousand dollars of cash now now right now not go to the bank tomorrow not put it on a credit card not borrow it from a friend or a relative i mean can you come up with right now a thousand dollars cash to pay for an emergency you should be able to do that and the credit cards are not emergency funds because like I said what if the situation gets to a point where where banks are shut down or a lot of credit card merchant systems are shut down and people can't take your card or like I said what if you're doing business face to face private person to private person and that other person doesn't take credit cards but they got something you need to buy and they don't take debit cards. What are you going to do? They won't take a personal check. Do you have the cash? Okay, got to have the cash, folks. Got to have it. It's just plain and simple. So I carry cash with me uh, in my wallet. And of course, a debit card. And uh, it's not a bad idea to have within easy access, not on you. But it's not, it's not a bad idea to have a low balance. I'll say again, a low limit, low limit. Credit card, although I hate credit cards. I hate them because most people cannot be disciplined enough with them. So if you have no credit card, but you got a lot of cash in the bank and you got your debit card for that bank account, that's the best thing. Okay, but, uh, you know, I, I try to stay away from credit cards, personal loans, stuff like that. Just, just stay away from all that stuff. Long-term, um, long-term financial planning. You know, do you have investments? Are you, are you right side up on your mortgage? Got to be right side up on your mortgage. Are you right side up on all your cars? Preferably no car loans. I have no car loans. I have two paid for cars, older cars. They're both 2006 model. So they're both 14 year old vehicles. And they're not fancy. And they don't always run perfectly all the time. But they don't leave me or my son stranded or my family stranded. 
They get the job done. They're point A to point B vehicles. And most importantly, they are paid for. Paid for. And you know what I do? I take the money that I would normally spend on car payments and I invest it. A couple different ways I invest it. I invest it in my uh, employer's 401k. If your employer has a 401k, figure out a way to afford to at least put some money in it, especially if they match. If they if they have matching funds. You know what? Lately, the stock market has taken a huge hit. What, 10% loss in the last uh, month or something like that or last few weeks? Hey, I'm not sweating it too much. You know why? Because of my uh, of the company matching, <laughs> I've made far more than 10%, far more than 10%. So first of all, I'm not 100% in stocks. Uh, yeah, I'm about 50-50 right now. That's, so first of all, my, my risk in the stock market is not huge. It's there, but it's not huge. And I've made enough money just from the company matching, the free money that my employer gives me, that losing this 10% is only a paper loss. It's not money that I put in there. I didn't put in the 10% that I've lost so far. It'll come back. It'll come back. And I really didn't lose 10% because, uh, like I said, I am not completely in stock mutual funds in my 401k. Uh, I'm 58 years old, so I have a little bit more of a conservative strategy. But do you have investments? Are you also planning for long term? Um, anyway, that's a little bit off the subject of, of a pocket dump, of a minimalist pocket dump. But I just I had to talk about that stuff. So uh, that's pretty much the bare minimum that, uh, that I have on me. I also have important information on me at all times. I always have insurance cards. Um, always have my automobile insurance copy of that in my wallet and or you should keep it in your wallet or your purse. There's a lot of reasons for that. Um, I've had that somehow just not show up in a vehicle when I really need it but my wallet's always with me. So I always have a copy of my automobile insurance card in my wallet. Of course, I always got my concealed carry license on me because I have to if I'm carrying a gun. Always have that. Basic necessities that you always have to have on your person. I'm talking about stuff that's that you carry with you, that you always have with you. Because look folks, if you know what? Normally if it's not on you, if it's not with you, it's it's not as accessible as you might need it to be. And that's just a simple fact. How many times have you needed something? You've needed a, a piece of information. You've needed some money. You've needed a certain card or whatever, and it's not on you. It's not with you. Okay, I always have business cards on me. Always. Always have business cards on me because they've got my name and my cell phone number on it. So if I want somebody to have that and my business, even if they're not a customer, even if I'm not doing business, it's a good way to identify myself. Handgun World Podcast business cards as well. So I got my, my real job business cards and my Handgun World podcast. Man, I'll tell you what, so often, so often I meet somebody and uh, after having some conversation with them, I find out that they like to learn about firearms or somebody introduces me to them, says, hey, hey, this is Bob Main. You know, he's got a, he's got a fairly popular podcast, Handgun World podcast. It's nice to be able to whip out a business card and say, yeah, yeah, well, you know what? Thank you. Thank you for 
you know, having this conversation with me. By the way, here's my card. Here's my podcast. Here's where you can find it. Whatever kind of business you have, it also helps identify you. Your business cards always help identify you. If you don't have, if you don't have business cards, uh, get business cards. Even if you don't have a business, get business cards. Just get something with your name and your phone number that you want people to have. You don't have to give it to everybody, but if it's, if it's a situation where you do need to give it to someone, it's easy. Maybe they don't have the ability to write it down right away. You know, how many times have you been in that situation? Neither one of you has a pen. It's too hard to write something down, but you can whip out a business card out of your wallet or out of your purse and say, okay, here you go. Here's, here's my information. So that's always uh, important. Keep all that stuff on you, on your person, okay? Okay, another item I didn't put on my uh, Facebook page that I want to talk about. I didn't have it with me when I was going to church a pen, a tactical pen. I have a real nice Smith & Wesson tactical pen. And the reason I say it's tactical pen is this thing, if you need to, you can use this thing as an edge weapon. You can use this as a, uh, as a striking object. And, uh, and, of course, it's a fantastic pen. Uh, not just Smith & Wesson. A lot of people make tactical pens. But uh, this one's really good, and it's really not too heavy. It's easy to carry. And uh, I even carry it and take it through TSA when I'm going on a flight. Never had anybody question me about my tactical pen, even on an international flight. And by the way, um, flashlight, that's another thing. In my carry-on, I, oh, well, actually, when I, when I board an airplane, my, uh, my Surefire backup flashlight, it goes into my backpack because TSA is going to make me take it out of my pocket. But once I get through security, it goes back in my pocket right away. And so does my tactical pen. And I'm, I'm getting on the airplane with my flashlight and my, my tactical pen. Not my, not my bench-made knife. My bench-made knife is not in my carry-on luggage because uh, they, they'd find that. They'd take that away from me. I, I, they wouldn't be a very happy camper if I went through and took that on, on carry-on. But my bench-made is in my checked luggage if I'm checking any luggage as well, of, of course, as my, my firearm. But it's always good to have a tactical pen because, uh, first of all, it's a great pen. If you need a pen, there it is. You got a pen, but it's also another good item that you can make as a weapon. And mine's made out of pretty strong, either it's either real strong aluminum or it's steel. So it's important. If you're going to use it as a weapon, it's got to be strong. can't be a, a flimsy plastic pen. That, that's not a tactical pen if it's flimsy and plastic and stuff that can break okay that's it that's a minimalist pocket dump again a minimalist pocket dump you should have more now here's what I'm missing I'm I'm missing a an extra magazine for my sig p365 because I don't have a good magazine carrier yet that I that I like I love mag holders I don't, I'm not sure if uh, if Mark housekeeper has mag holders yet available for the p365 mark do you have horizontal mag holders for the P365, um, if somebody knows, or Mark, if you got them, you know when you're coming out with them, or whenever, where I can get one, uh, let me know. I don't think that Concealments is, uh, Solutions is selling them for the P365. I could be wrong. I might send Jason a text tomorrow and find out, or uh, see what he says. 
but I pretty much like carrying extra mags horizontally. Now, if I'm carrying a Glock 43X, Glock 43, Glock 19, M&P 2.0 Compact, I got extra mag carriers for those. So that's part of the minimalist that you should have. I didn't have with me today, so that's why I didn't put it on the on the uh, Facebook page. As you guys know, I'm I'm a I am a believer in carrying a spare magazine. I'm definitely a believer in carrying a spare magazine, but not for purposes of having extra ammo because I don't think it's I just don't think it's realistic. I don't think it's realistic, and it's not a high probability that you're going to have to reload in a civilian gunfight. It's it just doesn't hardly ever happen. So the reason to carry an extra magazine is a much more likely event, and that is a malfunction of your pistol, which might require a new magazine. That Far more likely. That happens a lot more than having to reload in a civilian gunfight. I mean, think about it. My P365, uh, I've only got 10-round magazines in it right now. Haven't, I'm gonna, this month, I'm going to purchase some 12-rounders. But I still have 11 rounds. I got 10 in the magazine, one in the gun. I think I can win the fight with, with 11 rounds. If I don't have any malfunctions, I got 11 rounds available. So I'm going to fix that malfunction issue with having a spare magazine uh, as soon as I get a mag carrier. But any of the other guns, I've got a spare mag on me in a, uh, in a mag carrier carried horizontally. So again, there's the minimalist. That's pretty much what I wanted to cover and talk about that. I thought it was a really good subject matter for this 498th episode. Oh, one more thing. Another thing I did not have on me is a medical kit. Uh, a lot of people have a medical kit on their ankle, whatever, uh, or they carry it in their pocket. That's that's something I'm going to start doing. Uh, i got to figure out which one I want to get. Uh, some of you might have suggestions. Uh, if you want to voicemail me about that, 210-646-1727. That's 210-646-1727. By the way, you can call in a voicemail uh, into this show for just about any subject that you want. Uh, you might be part of the Handgun World podcast if you do that. So remember, or if you want to um, send me an email, handgunworld at gmail.com or put a message on, on the Facebook post for this episode, that's fine. But a medical kit is also, I'm not so sure if I would say that's part of a minimalist carry, on-person carry, but it's, it's a great thing for you to carry and know how to use, get training. And that's the other thing is uh, I don't have any training in that yet, but that's one of my goals here in 2020 to get some training on, uh, on a medical kit that I might be carrying with me, at least bare minimum a tourniquet. Okay, so that that's pretty much that's what I wanted to cover for this episode. Relatively short, short episode, but I, I thought it would be something that you guys could think about, and I'd like to hear your thoughts. What is it that you? What's your minimalist on person carry? What's your minimalist pocket slash waistband dump? What do you, what do you have on you? What's what's different than what I carry, and why? I'd like to hear some feedback on that especially what's different and why or what's similar and and why it's always good stuff so maybe for four, for episode 499 I will have some feedback from some of you whether it's email or voicemail 
That's it, everybody. I also thought I would throw some music on this po- podcast from the past, from the past early episodes of the Handgun World podcast. People have been asking me to do that. Episode 500, I'll have some more throwback music from the past, from from the my past shows, earlier shows. People have been asking for that. And again, I just want to say thank you for tuning in. Thank you for giving me the uh, ability to publish 498 episodes and for listening that long. Some of you have sent me emails saying I've been listening since your first episode and I'm thinking wow that's just that that's amazing first of all the fact that that people would want to tune in that long that many times to this show I've lost some listeners too I've lost some that that's to be expected you know for various reasons but I've had people say that you know because I talk about my Christian faith uh, and I talk about it almost every episode in fact, I'm talking about it this episode right now because I'm telling you that I'm a Christian and I do believe in Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And He is the purpose for my life. And because I talk about that stuff, because I talk about that stuff, people say, oh, that, maybe that's why sometimes, Bob, you, you lose a few listeners. You know what? If I lose a listener because of that, I'm okay. That's fine, because all that's much more important than some listeners. Now, I'm not trying to push religion on you. I'm just I'm trying to let you know who I am, who I am. That's it. You, you guys know I keep this show mostly free of religious discussions and, and political dis- discussions. But it's important that you know who I am, who Bob Main is. And, uh, and so that's that. Okay, that's it. That, that's all I wanted to cover on this episode. Uh, let me hear your thoughts. Once again, I'm Bob Main. I carry a gun because I can't carry a cop. And remember, the loudest sound that a shooter hears is a bang when he's expecting a click or a click when he's expecting a bang. Shoot straight. Shoot safe. Read your Bible every day. And I'll talk to you next time. Goodbye. But it still keeps up the fight. In Ireland, in Lebanon, in Palestine, in Berkeley.